chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome, it's a blessing to be with you for another edition of Faith, Family, Fantasy, Football. I'm the Holy Handicapper, the host of this podcast. Week 1 is almost in the books. I was confused in the way that some players handled the massive platform the NFL provided for them. There were still players kneeling during the National Anthem and others raising their fist. I feel that demonstrating during the Anthem is unnecessary and counterproductive to the cause they are trying to promote. All of the advertising, commentary, and narrative were pro-protest by the NFL, the networks, leaving me to wonder why it's still necessary to demonstrate during the National Anthem. I know not many will agree with me, but I would rather the NFL not play the National Anthem than allow a platform for people to disrespect it. The personal and political opinions expressed are mine and not the views of any affiliates or participants of this podcast. Well, that's my take on the new 2020 players protest. You can agree with me or disagree with me on on many social media platforms. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Holy Handicapper, H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R. Um, please follow me and let's have some real uh, and civil dialogue. Please keep it G-rated as we are a faith-based, family-friendly platform. Listen, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. For those not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message at 770-744-4075 or text me at that same number. My email is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Well, our lineup for this uh, week uh, will be continued to examine a Bible verse at a time of God's plan on how to have a personal relationship with Him and know for certain if we're going to heaven someday. Then we will talk about NFL news, injuries, and Holy Handicapper MCRP. Maintain correct rebuild possibilities for your teams. I don't know about you, but week one was a little rough and, uh, We'll talk about that when we, uh, after we finish our lifeline. In our last lifeline, we discussed a little deeper what our God went through to give us a free gift. It is a gift that is free for us, but it cost him everything. Our last couple of lifeline verses were Romans 6.23, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Romans chapter 8, or chapter 5, verse 8. God proves his own love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In this lifeline, we will dig a little deeper into the five elements we discussed a couple of podcasts ago ago, about what it takes to give a gift. I just personalized them to reflect how God demonstrated these elements in giving us his gift. When God's gift, when does God's gift become yours? Is it when he thinks of you? Well, in the book of John, the third chapter, verse 16a, the first part, the word of God says, God so loved the world. Well, that's you and me. Also in Romans 5, 8, as we just read, God proved his own love towards us that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. So 
that element is there. God does think of us, and he had thought of us about this gift. He loves us deeply and knows us very well and knows exactly what we need. Does God's gift become yours when he tells you he has a gift for you? In that second part of the first part of John 3.16, it says, God so loved the world that he gave us. Again, that's you and me. And he gave us what? Something trivial? Something thoughtless? No, we, we, we know it's not thoughtless. We already said we, he, he thought of us. No, he gave us his best and our most needed gift. His only begotten son, the perfect sacrifice and substitute for our sin sickness. Does God's gift become yours when he wrapped it with care, thinking of you? In the book of Luke, the second chapter, verses 10 through 12, the word of God says, I will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Yes, God did wrap his gift with care, thinking of you. Does God's gift become yours when he tells you uh, he has a gift for you? To, to wrap, to finish off the John 3rd chapter, the 16th verse, For God so loved the world, he gave us his only begotten Son, that whosoever, this is the one I want you to, th- to listen to, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So God says here that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He is um, he is telling you all you have to do is believe. So because you believe uh, and he says he has a gift for you and he tells you to believe, does that mean that gift is yours and you can just go on about your business as usual? Does that gift that God offer become yours when he presents it to you? In 1 Peter, the third chapter, the 18th verse, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So because God went that extra step for you, uh, and went past saying he has a gift for you, but he presents it to you, does that make that gift yours at that point? A lot of people know that and stop right there, but that's just knowing what God did for you. That's not receiving or accepting what God did for you. A gift is not yours until you accept it, receive it, take possession of it, and make it part of your life. So our gift is not salvation from our sin of our sickness of sin, not eternal life, but Jesus Christ himself, who All these things we need come through, and he applies them on our behalf. In our next lifeline, we will discuss how to receive the gift of Jesus Christ, our sacrifice, substitute, Savior, and Lord. Don't miss it. It is our most important lifeline ever. If you know someone who needs to hear how to receive this gift, invite them to listen. After we finish up sharing a verse a week about God's plan for us, to know him and how to, to to know that we're going to heaven, our lifeline will change in format. I will let you know uh, more when I 
work out the details. I know I've been saying that for a while, but uh, I've been busy and still haven't got those details worked out. But uh, I am looking forward to, to what we are uh, going to be doing. You'll get a, a, a break from me. So I'm going to, as, as our family question this week, and I may not do this every week, but I do want to do it again because I really haven't had a chance since our last podcast was not very long ago. Um, I didn't get a check, chance to really post it on social media. So our family question is going to be the same one as last podcast. How are you and your family handling the NFL and other professional sports participants' social injustice protest surrounding the flag and national anthem? God willing, I'll post that question on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can respond, and um, we'll talk about the uh, responses in our next podcast. Moving on to our fantasy football content. As I said in last week's uh, podcast, if you drafted well, it was a job well started, not well done, because it's a long season. If you are disappointed, as I am, uh, I had a miserable week one uh, so far. Remember, it's only uh, week one, and you have a lot of time to improve your rosters with the Holy Handicapper Maintain, Correct, Rebuild Possibilities, HHMCRP. Let's start with some general NFL news. It looks like after a rough start uh, from the Thursday night game where the NFL ratings were down 16%, um, it looks like the um, Sunday and Monday games, the ratings are slightly up, I guess about 5% from last year. So I get so this um, joint message that the NFL and the players are uh, collaborated on looks like it's uh, – not made a, a, a difference in, in the protest of the games, as was threatened uh, by some fans. In the brand new uh, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, the $5 billion stadium, it uh, the game went off without a hitch, even though uh, the wildfires threatened uh, from the smoke to possibly uh, delay or cancel that game. Uh, Tevin Coleman, it was reported, possibly got limited playing time because of his sickle cell traits that uh, would uh, give him uh, a hard time with, with low uh, ratings of oxygen in the air. If you watched the game, you saw that venue. It's a beautiful venue uh, for a football game, and they have a lot of amenities in there. Just not sure uh, $5 billion is a, a good um, way to allocate funds. There have been some reports floating out there that Devontae Freeman is in uh, waiting for four teams uh, to choose between uh, to sign a contract to, to play again. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, accurate that is or if that's just a wish of Devontae Freeman's, but just uh, floating that out there in case you're interested. Also, um, it was also reported that Lamar Miller, running back, is uh, trying out for the Colts in wake of the Marlon Mack injury. I don't know how recovered he is from his injury or how relevant he'll be for fantasy, but I wanted to put it on your radar. In NFL upsets of the week, the Jaguars and Washington football team both won their openers. Who would have thought that a week ago? I'm pretty sure everyone was stacking the defenses that were playing them, uh, streaming them for this week's games. And how about this for big news? Last night in the early Monday night game, Ben Roethlisberger outrushed Saquon Barkley. No, you didn't hear that wrong. 260-pound Ben Roethlisberger outrushed Saquon Barkley last night in the Monday night football game. That brings us to the Holy Handicapper MCRP, Maintain Correct Rebuild 
possibilities for this week. Let's start out with uh, maintaining. So if you drafted real well and your team uh, played well, um, and by the way, you could have drafted real, real well and your team didn't play real well. What if you would have drafted, let's say, uh, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas, James Conner, um, Kenny Galladay, George Kittle, and um, Odell Beckham Jr. It might have looked good at the after the draft, but after week one, it would have looked pretty horrendous. So don't rest on your laurels from the draft. Make sure you keep up and, and maintain your team, even if you drafted real well. There is always something you can do and, and, and ways you can improve your team and see where your weakest links are and uh, look ahead and forecast ahead and also plan in case there is an injury. Uh, what will you do? Uh, I had a couple pretty good teams, I thought, and, and I had some injuries, and those teams are looking pretty bleak right now. Um, so I'm just trying to make some plans for them. I'll be doing some correcting and, or rebuilding on those teams. One way to maintain a team is by continuing to look forward. You will probably have a lower rank in the waiver uh, rankings, so you'll be picking last, probably not getting the top-notch um, free agents or waiver uh, claims. So you'll have to uh, come up with a strategy. One strategy is to um, zig when people zag. Everyone goes in on, on certain players. Uh, sometimes they only put in one bid. Uh, you might want to put in several bids and kind of space them out because if people don't put one bid in, if the person in front of them gets them, then they're done and they don't have any players. So you could end up getting a pretty good player if people only put one bid in and you put several bids in. Another strategy is to look deep. Look at free agents. Put a bunch of people on your uh, watch list that you think had potential, that, that played fairly well, and you think if they got more opportunities could do even better in the future. Put them on your watch list and uh, just keep an eye on them as the season goes on. Another strategy is just to sit and wait during waivers. Everyone puts their waiver claims in. Well, when they get a claim, they drop back uh, in the waiver order and you move up. So they've got to drop somebody, and unless they have a a terrible team they may drop some decent players or may drop some surprising players or may not know too much and drop a very good player that you end up getting that's better than anyone that was picked up on waivers to correct your team you're gonna to have to go over your roster with a fine-tooth comb and see where your weaknesses are and then scour the waiver list and the free agents and uh, see who might be able to help you again put them on your uh, watch list as you come across these folks and uh, when you get ready to put your waivers in or ready to make your free agent claims you can go ahead and sort by your watch list to speed things up for you a little bit identify your positions your weekend sort when you're sorting for players whether it's waivers or free agents by uh, the position that you're weak at and you're looking for that way you can uh, um Go right cut to the chase and, and look at what you need. And then if you want to, you can bring in maybe running back, wide receiver, tight end, sort by that and kind of see where they would be ranked for the rest of the season, for next week. Uh, sometimes when you start out slow, it's important you win next week, not three weeks from now or four weeks from now, but uh, the next game. Sometimes the best way to correct your team is to do nothing. Uh, for example, if you have Michael Thomas, who had a very uh, bad game, uh, don't panic and start shopping him out there like uh, he's going to have a terrible season and uh, he was a waste of a first-round pick for you. 
You're not going to get the value right now for him that you would if you traded him when he has a good week. So just sometimes you just have to sit still and uh, remember it's week one and be patient, especially with these players that uh, that have proven they can do it in the past and nothing really has changed for them except they had a bad week. Now, if you have a couple teams like I have, you might need to rebuild. I had a couple of weak teams that I didn't like and uh on top of not liking the teams, I had some pretty good injuries on those teams. And uh, so I'm looking at uh, all measures to rebuild, uh, so much so that I put my first-round draft pick, Ezekiel Elliott, on one league on the trading block and said, uh, make me some offers. If I get enough players to give me a solid base that I can build the rest of the season from, I would trade Zeke because uh, this league's looking bleak for me right now. With my injuries... And um, the uh, some overestimation of some players, I uh, could easily in this particular league, a couple of them start out 0-4 maybe, and uh, that's a hard hole to dig out of. Another tip for maintaining, rebuilding, or correcting your team is that when you, uh, after the waivers run, know what time they end. Because after the waiver ends, players all become free agents. So if you are a team that did well and had a, uh, a low waiver ranking, then um, you may be able to pick up some players uh, that r- really quickly, free agents that might have got left behind if you go on right when the uh, waivers end. So uh, it's come, sometimes it's crazy early in the morning, but uh, sometimes it's worth setting your, your, uh, your watch or your clock to uh, get you up and just for a few minutes and do, do a quick move and get back to bed. Those are just a few tips I picked up over the years of playing fantasy football. I thought I'd just throw them out uh, to you for this first week. Let's go ahead and dig into our MCRP as uh, we look at the percent players are owned and are available out there right now. Let's look here first at quarterback. Uh, even though really in a 10-team league, which basically um, I talk about in a PPR league, um, it, it, and I play mostly in seven point or six point touchdown leagues for passes. Um, in four point leagues, of course, you want more of a running quarterback. But, uh, Joe Burrow is only 75% owned. This week he plays Cleveland Browns. That wouldn't be a bad streamer if you have, if you had a, a rough start. Uh, you want to try to shake some things up a little bit, maybe pick up Burrow and, and start him against Cleveland this week. Um, you've got, Jared Goff, that's only 67% owned. He's playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who I believe are, have a much better defense than what they played. But if they played like they did last week, Goff would be a pretty good start against them. Uh, you have um, Daniel Jones against Chicago. Chicago, again, didn't play all that well either this week. Daniel Jones played played surprisingly well, I thought, against uh, uh, probably one of the best defenses he'll face all year, and he still scored 17 points, got some uh, got some yards with his legs, and um, he's got a tough schedule these first few games. So, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, just someone to keep on the radar. Uh, Garoppolo plays the 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 New York Jets. That's just a, a disaster right now. Um, he might be someone you, you'd want to stream. Uh, they might just get up in this game and they may never pass the ball at all. He might only have 150 yards pass and they might still win by four touchdowns. I don't know. Uh, you have Ryan Tannehill who played really well for Tennessee. He's actually Tannehill has played really well since the middle of last year. 
Uh, he's up against Jacksonville this week. That wouldn't be a bad start if you needed a QB. Again, I don't think anyone needs a QB, so we're not going to go much deeper. Uh, let's move on to our next position. Let's look at uh, running back, if we could. At running back, we got Sony Michelle, uh, New England running back, is 70% owned. Not real interested in him, not real interested in that, in that entire backfield. Um, Harris should be coming back s- soon. Uh, maybe in a uh, standard league, Michelle might be of some interest, but didn't do much uh, yesterday, and I don't think he's gonna. Didn't do much last year. Not gonna do much again. Uh, we have at six at sixty nine percent. We have uh, Latavius Murray. Um, could do worse. He had eight rushes for uh, thirty nine yards. Uh, I don't know if he had any catches or not. Um, Carry on Johnson at sixty nine percent. Tevin Coleman at 68. They have too many backs there in uh, in uh, San Francisco right now, and I'm not interested in Tevin Coleman. And with Johnson also, they they um, run running the wheels off of Adrian Peterson, and uh, I don't know. It's it's a mess. I, I don't want to back in that backfield right now. Um, so uh, James Robinson, running back Jacksonville. I thought he had a good game. I had mentioned about picking him up last week. Um, yeah, he looks like he's going to be the lead back going forward, uh, unless they pick somebody up and it seems like they like him enough that they're going to give him a, a shot. Um, Boston Scott is only 55% owned and miles is still dealing with some issues. Scott didn't have a huge game and not many receptions, but, uh, um, he's a talent and, uh, someone you could consider. As I said, uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, had a really good game. Um, uh, he had, uh, he, he did, he did, uh, fairly well with what, what he, what they gave him. And, uh, um, I, again, I wouldn't touch that Detroit backfield. Alec, uh, Alexander Madison, um, running back Minnesota. I think he's going to be involved all year, regardless. If Cook goes down, he would be huge, but I think he'll be involved all year. Um, Henderson, not real interested in running back Los Angeles. He's 42% owned. Chase Edmonds, uh, Drake didn't look all that great. I mean, it looked bad, but, uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, had a pretty good game. Uh, he's someone interesting. Uh, you know, he's someone to be a possible flex player for you. Thompson, not interested. Tony Pollard, only if you have Zeke. Duke Johnson, only 34% on, but he's injured now. Uh, as I said, Harris, uh, he's on IR, so you won't be back for a while. Malcolm Brown, he might be the top. Between him and this next guy might be the top pickups running back this week. We have uh, uh, Malcolm Brown, Los Angeles uh, Rams, 28% owned. I had told you earlier in the season that he had bypassed Henderson on the on the depth chart uh, for the for the backup position there, and uh, looks like uh, he's going to maintain that. And he has some, he definitely has some value. And they're throwing him the ball. He's not just a pounder, uh, which he can do, but he, they're throwing him the ball also. He's a he is a pretty good pickup. Him and Naheem Hines, uh, running back um, for the Indianapolis Colts. He will be uh, the change of pace back for uh, their new starter, which they already named Jonathan Taylor. So um, yeah, he he had a he had a real good game. He always could catch the ball. Uh, he always had a hard time staying uh, healthy, but he's someone. Him and him and um, Brown are two guys that would be top on my priority list if I was looking for a running back uh, in in uh, 
and the waiver wires. Um, who else? We have Carlos Hyde had some carries. Um, someone to just keep on the radar is only 19% owned. By the way, uh, Hines is only 22% owned and Malcolm Brown only 28% owned. That will change a lot this week. Uh, Benny Snell, uh, with James Conner down, uh, with an injury, uh, hurt his ankle. Uh, may, they say it doesn't look serious. He may play this week. I don't know, but, uh, Connor has been uh, sidelined with some injuries uh, in the past. Uh, he was one of my um, hits, the, hits the wagon two guys this year. I really liked him this year. I really felt he's going to have a really good year. Came in a very good shape and uh, already has an injury. That, that concerns me a lot. I have uh, quite a few shares of him. I ranked him a lot higher. I had him in the in the end of the second round, beginning of the third round ranked. And, uh, um, yeah, he... Uh, He's not uh, he's not looking too good. He actually looked kind of slow even before he hurt his ankle. I was a little concerned. And and uh, when um, Snell came in, he uh, he looked pretty sharp. He looked fast. Uh, they did throw him one pass. I thought he looked good on it. And uh, uh, we'll see. Um, Josh Kelly, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he is fourteen percent owned. Uh, he had a he had a pretty good day. Eight rushes, thirty thirty yards. Um, he had um, uh, passed on his way. He's, he's someone that may uh, may be someone that would be interesting. He had 12 rushes for 60 yards on Sunday, and he can't catch the ball. They didn't really throw him any, but uh, he can't catch the ball. Uh, we have Jarek McKinnon. Uh, they're not even giving a percent on some of these guys. Um, Jarek McKinnon is only 11% owned. Uh, he... Uh, Scored for, I think I saw somewhere he scored for the first time in, uh, in a thousand days. Uh, so, uh, um, he, uh, he looked pretty good and they, they gave him a chance. Uh, there's some opportunities there as long as you have a couple players down there, uh, with COVID and injury. Um, could do worse. Uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. As I said, Devontae Freeman, 11% owned. He's, He's claiming that uh, he's got four teams that he's in in talks with that he uh, is uh, thinking about signing with. Uh, we'll see if that's just uh, Devontae talk or if that's reality. Uh, who else do we have in here? Miles Gaskin in Miami uh, ended up supplanting um, Jordan Howard. Uh, Howard left with a with an injury. I think it was an ankle and. Uh, uh, tweaked and, and, um, Gaskin come in. You'd think Brito would be the guy that would take all the carries, but he took the carries and the catches, Gaskin, and, uh, had himself a, a pretty decent game. He is only 1% owned. He might be someone worth taking a look at. Um, Howard just didn't seem to have it. Look, he just seems gassed. I, I liked him. I have not ever had him in a fantasy league and he's always produced every year and it figures the year that I decided to draft him in a couple places. He, um, man, he just looked gassed. He didn't look like he had, uh, much in him. I'm not interest, interested in either back either with the Jets with Le'Veon Bell going to be out for maybe a couple weeks. Uh, I believe he has a hamstring. Uh, he, um, he, Bell didn't look good at all. And, uh, I'm not interested in any of those two guys. You can just forget about New York. I, the only person I'd want on New York would be Jamison Crowder. That would be about it uh, as far as players from uh, the the Jets. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, we'll start at seventy six percent owned. We have um, 
Jamison Crowder is only 76% owned. I, I can't believe that. If you saw the game he had, like I said, he is the only guy that I would actually own on the New York Jets as a uh, fantasy player. Uh, you also have uh, Darius Slayton, um, wide receiver of the Giants, for 76% owned. Uh, I like Shepard there a lot. He's one of the guys, again, that I hitched my wagon to this year. Didn't have a huge first week, but it looked promising. And uh, Slayton is more the big play guy, and uh, um, Shepard is more the all-around guy. And uh, But Slayton, uh, I tell you, he's a hit and miss, but when he hits, he hits good. And, and uh, it's a guy that you might be interested in, in improving uh, your wide receiver core if you have uh, Sutton or um, – or Galladay, or some of these guys that are underproducing right now. You got Crowder and and Slayton both out there. Good good pickups. Shepard's only seventy five percent owned. Like him also. Um, Cook's only seventy four percent owned. Uh, he's questionable. He left early in the game, but I don't think he was seriously hurt. You can uh, check on that before you um, uh, make any claims. I did just double check that he has a quadricep injury that he's been dealing with. Only had two catches, but um, I, I like him moving forward. I, I don't know when he gets healthy. Um, you don't want to jump on it, and before he uh, before um, he does get healthy and has a breakout game, and you can't get a hold of him. Emmanuel Sanders is only um, seventy. Where was that at? Is only seventy four percent owned. Uh, I'm not huge on him. I didn't think he had that great of a game, but uh, um, yeah, I, I'm not that excited about him. Uh, Ruggs the third is uh, 72% owned. That whole team was just off Sunday. So uh, I don't know. I look for better days for him, but I would uh, give it a little while to uh, see how he plays, but keep him on your radar, on your watch list. Christian Kirk's pretty available. He's only 62% owned. Had a terrible game. Only, uh, I think, one reception maybe or two receptions. Uh, didn't get many yards. I don't know if he scored any fantasy points, but... Uh, uh, I don't. I, I tell you, uh, Hopkins was just like a vacuum cleaner out there, man. He got I don't know, nineteen, twenty targets or something, and I don't see that continuing. But who knows? I guess it could. Uh, that's the way it was for him in Houston. So uh, uh, I don't know. I, I like Kirk. I, I guess uh, you know we have to see uh, how uh, we Murray gets along with his new toy, and if he's going to start spreading the ball around a little bit, Kirk's someone to put on the radar for later. I wouldn't get him right now. Uh, Anthony Miller's only 56% on. He had a really good game. Uh, he had a really good um, camp this year. They are raving about him. Uh, he's a guy that definitely should be on your radar if you're looking for a receiver. Um, he play, he's got the Giants this week also. Good matchup. Uh, guy that you might want to take a look at. Um, Jackson only had only 55% on. Didn't didn't do much of anything. I'm not real excited about him anyhow. Um, uh, who else do we have? Sammy Watkins is only 50% owned. Sammy Week 1 Watkins. He had a great first week. I don't know if you're going to buy into that. I'm not buying it, but uh, I've been wrong a lot this year, so uh, um, maybe that means you should go out and get him. Uh, he he uh, had a very good first week. He scored um, 21 and a half fantasy points in PPR. Uh, he had... Um, he had... Uh, Three rushing, three rushing attempts, and uh, he had a uh, rushing, uh, receiving a touchdown, eighty-two yards receiving. Uh, he he uh, he did a lot. So uh, 
he might be someone you might want to look at. A lot of people are rushing out to get him. I don't think I'm going to be one. I'm not sure. Haven't made my mind up on it yet. Mike Williams, who was playing injured, uh, had a very good game. Uh, he is only uh, 45%. He only had 11 fantasy points, but he had uh, nine targets, uh, 69 yards, uh, and he's playing injured. I, when he gets healthy, I think he is going to be. Uh, I think he is going to be a tool that they use out there if he can stay healthy. Alan Lazard's only 43% owned. Uh, wide receiver, Green Bay. He uh, was one of my sleepers on my sleeper list this year. Uh, started out, had a, had a very good game. Uh, four receptions, um, four catches, uh, had a touchdown, and added 19 rushing yards to his totals. The only downside with him is we still have Marquez Valdez-Scantling there, who um, Rogers raved about all uh, preseason, and uh, he had a big game also. MVS is only 9% owned. And uh, he had a uh, real good, he had 19.6 fantasy points. I'm not sure if Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers are going to throw that much again all year. But if they do, uh, both those guys could be uh, in play. And I actually think I like Scantling a better, a little better than I do Lazard. Even though I had Lazard on my sleeper list, I had Scantling there also. But I had Lazard ahead of him in the sleeper list. Now I think I've uh, flip-flopped my uh, thinking on that. Preston Williams, uh, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, is still out there. He's only 38% owned. Uh, he had a pretty good uh, game. Uh, not great. He had 12 fantasy points. But, um, that man, that whole team is, just doesn't look very good. I, I don't know uh, what they're going to do. They're, they're going to be playing from behind, though, so they're going to have to throw the ball. And with Fitzpatrick throwing the ball, he could wing it. So, um uh, you could do a lot worse than than have uh, Preston Williams. A lot of people like him a lot. I'm warming up. I'm warming up to him for sure. Our old buddy Robbie Anderson's 32 percent known. He's now a wide receiver with the Carolina Panthers. Um, when he's healthy, he's a good receiver. And uh, Cam can throw it deep, and Robbie can run deep. And as, as long as Robbie can stay healthy, he'll have some good games. But he'll definitely be hit and miss. But um, He's a deep guy that you might want to stash or uh, think about uh, picking up. I'm only going to give you a couple more receivers. We have uh, Nikhil Harry, uh, wide receiver in New England, 31% owned. He had a pretty good game. Uh, they didn't throw very much. If uh, that offense throws that little all year, uh, it's going to be hard for him to be a consistent producer. But I think with his size, he may be able to get you some scores and, and uh, get some uh, – Get some receptions at least. Uh, Cam has to throw it to somebody, and um, I, I like Harry. Uh, we have also we have Paris Campbell, Indianapolis wide receiver. Um, he uh, is only twenty three percent owned. Like him, uh, his rookie season was kind of ruined as Harry's was. Uh, was was slowed down with some foot injuries, and and uh, he uh, he had a pretty good game. Uh, I like him as one of the one of the pickups for this week, possibly. Uh, he he um, had a good game. Even though he only had 14 points, he had a lot of targets. And uh, I, I think uh, Captain uh, Checkdown there is uh, going to like having Paris Campbell around this year. Uh, last but not least, I will give you uh, I'll give you Lavisca Chenault Jr., uh, wide receiver, uh, the Jaguars. Uh, they're going to be their game script is going to have them playing from behind and throwing a lot. 
I think both him and Chark can have decent years. I like Chark a little better, but of course Chark is gone. And actually, Lavisca, I think he uh, produced Chark this week. So um, yeah, he's another guy that I really like this week as as a uh, possible pickup to help you out. Moving on to tight ends, we have um, we've got uh, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, tight end for Detroit Lions. He is seventy four percent owned. He had a he had a real good game. Not sure if that's a byproduct of Gulladay being out and, and he was the big body that they used to to throw to in, in crucial situations. But uh, he could have even had a bigger game. Um, you have Austin Hooper out there, seventy four percent owned. He didn't do much, but that whole offense didn't do much. Uh, he's someone you might want to keep an eye on. I liked him going into the season. I thought he had a chance, but I don't know if Baker's bad. I don't know if that uh, whole offense is bad. I don't know if coaching's bad. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, he had a dismal day, but uh, uh, he is someone to keep an eye on. John U. Smith, tight end for the Tennessee Titans, is only 60% owned. He had a very good game last He's also got a good matchup for this week. He plays the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up, we have Dallas Goddard, um, the tight end for uh, the Eagles. He is, uh, where is he at? He is 56% owned. Um, I don't know if people stayed away from him because of Zach Ertz being there. I'm not sure. I know Ertz uh, heard he got into a shouting match with one of the owners after the game. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. They may end up <clears throat> trying to trade him if this uh, animosity keeps going on between him and ownership. So uh, Dallas, even if they don't, Dallas Goddard has some value. He, uh, They both played, and they both did real well. Uh, Goddard's been doing real well since about the middle of last year. Uh, he's a talent. He probably would be my top tight end priority pickup. Him, Hawkinson, or Johnu Smith. A possible sneaky stash would be O.J. Howard, uh, tight end for Tampa Bay. Um, Rob Gronkowski just looked like he is stuck in mud. I, I don't know. It looks like he hadn't played football. Oh, yeah, that's right. He hasn't played football for a year. He was too busy uh, singing on The mass Singer and, and playing game shows. And uh, Anyhow, uh, Gronk did not look well. I, I don't wish him bad. Uh, he's a good personality. He's fun to have in the NFL, uh, but he didn't look good. And I, I, uh, OJ Howard might be a sneaky stash. He might be, they might've just brought Gronk in to bring Howard along and, and, uh, um, help him to be, uh, more of a, uh, upscale professional tight end. I'm not sure what they're going to do in Dallas for a tight end. I don't think at this point I'm real interested. Uh, I'm sure you know that, uh, that, uh, one of my sleepers for the year, uh, Blake Jarwin is out for the year with an injury. I don't think there's a tight end on their roster that will fill in that void, uh, but C.D. Lamb will definitely get an uptick in looks and targets. Uh, the two guys that they have on their roster right now is Dalton Schultz and Blake Bell. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be uh, much of, of anything. So C.D. Lamb should pick up some more targets. Just a quick recap of injuries. Kenny Galladay is still uh, limited at practice today, and uh, uh, keep a keep an eye on that. Sutton didn't play. I don't know what he was what he did today. They say that uh, they might try to ease start easing him back in. Marlon Mack, I'm sure you heard, is out uh, running back for the Colts is out for the year. James Conner sidelined last night with an uh, ankle injury. 
um, may be out. It looks like uh, they're saying a couple of weeks. And I forgot to mention George Kittle, who uh, also got in. Kittle was diagnosed with sprained left knee uh, and didn't do much in that game. And uh, we're not sure what uh, what the extent is. So keep an ear out for uh, what they're going to do with him uh, moving forward. If you have Kittle, you may want to look at one of those tight ends that I had mentioned in the MCRP. I just got an alert on my watch that Michael Thomas, wide receiver of uh, the Saints, uh, will be out for several or may be out for several weeks. Thomas has a high ankle sprain, which is never a good injury for a receiver or a running back. And I mentioned earlier, Jordan Howard uh, strained his hamstring and uh, didn't come back in the game. Um, not that he was doing much anyhow, but uh, um, I don't know what they're going to do there in Miami. Not sure. Miles Gaskin is the guy who ended up uh, taking over and getting the most carries, even over Matt Breida. I just received an alert that Jarvis Landry uh, missed practice today with a hip injury, so you might want to keep an eye on that and monitor that. I did mention Le'Veon Bell running back from New York Jets with a hamstring. Uh, they actually put him on IR, so you might need to make some uh, alternate plans for him. Hopefully you didn't draft him as your first or second running back. I just received some good news about James Conner. It appears that his ankle sprain is not a high ankle sprain, which is a good thing, which means that uh, maybe he'll miss a week. Maybe he may not miss any time. I'd rather see them sit him a week possibly and get him healthy, uh, but we'll see what the Steelers choose to do. I think we touched on just about everything, but let's do a quick uh, rundown of uh, some top waiver pickups at each position. Now let's start at, at tight end. If you can get TJ Hawkinson, I'd pick him up, uh, the uh, tight end for the Detroit. Uh, if if he's not available, Dallas Goddard, tight end for uh, Philadelphia, would be my next option. Then I would consider Logan Thomas, tight end for the Washington football team. My two sneaky plays would be um, Greg Olson, tight end of the Seattle Seahawks. They actually used him a bit, uh, scored a touchdown. And uh, O.J. Howard, tight end for the New England, New England Patriots. At running back, I like... Uh, Malcolm Brown uh, is, is my first priority. This is PPR. Naeem Hines, uh, uh, running back for the Colts. Malcolm Brown, running back for the Chargers. Uh, not the Chargers, I mean the, the Los Angeles Rams. Next would be uh, Benny Snell, depending on the Connor injury, or if you own Connor or not, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. My sneaky stashes would be uh, Joshua Kelly, uh, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, Miles Gaskin, running back for the Miami Dolphins. I forgot to mention James Robinson, running back, um, Jacksonville Jaguars. If he's still out there, his percentage went up after last week. But if he's still out there, he would be probably at the top of my list. Jerry McKinney, running back for San Francisco 49ers, would also be tempting. But I'm just not sure what his role will be going forward. And um, Raheem Mostert had some had a good day receiving the ball and running the ball. So, uh I think that uh, McKinnon's going to have some big weeks, but you never know when it's going to be. For wide receivers, I like um, Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, New York Jets. Uh, Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, wide receiver, New York Jets. Sterling Shepard, wide receiver, New York Giants. And uh, Anthony Miller, wide receiver, Chicago, as my uh, top three ads. So, like, um, Marquez Velda Scantling, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. 
and Paris Campbell, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts a lot also. There's still a lot of decent players out there, so uh, do, do your homework. Uh, take a look. Uh, do like uh, I've been doing here and look at the percent owned. See uh, who's available out there for you. You might be surprised. There might be guys that I didn't even name that are not owned in your league that uh, that are still available, and uh, you can jump on them uh, really quick. Sorry I got this podcast out so late. I hope to get them out earlier uh, moving forward, but uh, we'll see. My goal is to get this out late Monday night or early um, Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening, but it just didn't happen that way this week. Uh, visit our website um, for rankings. Uh, I think I'm going to put another at least rankings out one more time, maybe a couple more times this year, uh, just overall rankings for the season. So you can find that on our uh, website, faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. You'll find the Holy Handicapper Rankings. And it will be under the blog tag or tab. Sorry about that. So, uh, hey, uh, just a reminder, please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Holy Handicapper. That's holy with an I, handy with an I, capper. Send us your questions and comments. For those not involved in social media, you can leave us a message, 770-744-4075, or text me at that same number. My email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Very disappointed. I haven't gotten many uh, um, emails from anybody, and uh, I'm open to uh, getting your emails and answering your questions and uh, dialoguing. So uh, send your emails over. Well, this podcast officially puts week one uh, behind us and uh, gives us a good start to week two. So um, stay tuned in. Um, that will be a wrap for this week's show. It's been a blessing and a privilege to spend this time with you. Keep loving our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep loving your family and keep playing fantasy football. God bless you. And remember, one cross plus three nails equal four given. Thank you, Jesus.